Friday. Good morning. Did I mention what day of the week it was? It's Friday. They make cheesy songs about today, but it's okay because it's Friday. It's Friday. You've made it to the weekend almost. I'm first warning meteorologist Eric Burris. This is Coffee Talk. We get together seven days a week to chat about what's going on in the world of weather. Lots of happenings in the world of weather. We've been in a nice, sunny, hot stretch. That will continue. We'll be discussing that. We're going to be talking about the weekend forecast. And, oh yeah, it's Friday. It's the quiet season, which means we've got somebody coming through the Coffee Talk drive-thru today. I can't remember if I told you who's joining us. But the person joining us is joining us with bells on. Bada bing, bada boom. We'll talk to him in just a couple of minutes. Oh, I said it to him. I don't remember. Maybe I did tell you who it was. At any rate, uh, it is lovely outside. Let's just take a gander and see what's doing. This is a look from our tower cam. It is a nice start to the day. I don't necessarily know why we're using the traffic tower cam instead of one pointing at the sky, but uh, that's, hey, it's not my deal. I'm not the one working today. Not bad, though. Haven't seen much in the way of advisories. First morning live Doppler radar picking up on some bugs and birds and other things. No rainfall out there. Uh, Temperature-wise, we are in the lovely range of the 60s and 70s. We're at 68 in Orlando, 71 degrees in Leesburg. It's 69 in Titusville and about 62 degrees in Melbourne. So it looks great. It feels great. Forecast today will be great. Here we are. Temperatures are working their way up. Look at that. 83 by 11 o'clock. We'll be pushing to 87 degrees by 1 p.m. and about 90. 90 degrees today, our forecast high in Orlando. And with that said, where do we go in terms of records? Oh, it looks like we're going to tie a record in Orlando going back to 1916. Yowza. Yowza. Uh, Sanford, you'll beat the record. Set back in 1997. Leesburg, you'll beat the record. Set back in 1964. Daytona Beach, you'll beat the record. Set back in 1964. And Melbourne, you'll beat the record. Set back in 2001. Are we going to be hitting records at every single location? It certainly looks that way. Joining us to talk more about that is our friend. Your and my friend. Chief Meteorologist, Tony Minolfi. Hey, Tony. Morning, Eric. How's that uh, cup of joey for you? Listen, it's it's doing what needs to be done, my friend. Uh, what are you up to this morning? Uh, I walk to Stella right now. She's, uh, you know, she gets me up every morning. When she hears that alarm clock go off and that's it, she's like, all right, time to go. Okay, go. so... So, Tony, before we get in too much further, um, I, and I don't know how much... How these temperatures worked from yesterday. I mean, we're now forecasting every single spot to hit records today. Yeah, we uh, we we not everybody. We had uh, we didn't have Orlando and Sanford as a record, but uh, the trend was certainly looking like it could go that way. The the, the thing that was concerning for me, yeah, you talked about the uh, the fire danger. Yep, that was wind. You know, you get that screaming southwest wind. Yep. And, uh, you know, we're going to heat up. So it's going to be interesting to see how many rackets fall today. Well, it's going to be pretty hot (laughs) down there. Yeah, we've got red flag warnings posted across basically our entire area. And and red flag warnings are not something that we get a lot. Essentially, it just means that we've got kind of that prime setup for 
fire development and, and, and for fire spreading. Um, low humidity, gusty winds, that's not fun. And, and that's, that's, a, that's a danger for us today. Yeah, you know, the other interesting component about, you know, the high fire danger is the, the lack of rain yeah. this year, 2023. You know, I was looking at the deficits last night. Every major reporting site, anywhere from about two and a half to three and a half inches behind. So that set the stage. And you get a windy day out of a, a very, very impressive storm system yeah. to our west. And, you know, the ingredients are there if we're not careful. So that's definitely an element that we're going to be watching today, Tony. The other element, of course, is just kind of, there's a lot of events around Central Florida. You're going to be out at one today, as a matter of fact. Yeah, so Kellyanne's uh, down at uh, round two of Bay Hill for the uh, uh, the morning rounds. I'll be down there for the afternoon rounds. And it's going to be very, very interesting as a golfer uh, to see how these wins, if the forecast gusts are correct, how that's going to play into uh, the score sheet later on today. So, you know, you get a sustained wind of 20, 25 and gusts, you know, 30 to 40 as a golfer. You're not liking that. Right. You want to keep the trajectory of the ball low. Sometimes that's not always attainable. Well, and look, I mean, like, so that's live data from the weather lab right now. 12 mile an hour wind, and it's yeah. 8 o'clock in the morning. Exactly. Exactly. So, And the other thing, too, for golfers, you, you know, they water the, the greens and the fairways in the morning. So as they dry out, right. they get fat. When you're trying to putt, you know, sometimes you... You know, you, you, you the ball goes a lot further when you uh, when you putt, and you know that's another thing that the golfers are going to have to keep in mind as well. Today. Right. All right. Well, so we talk weather all the time, and that's great, and and I'm I'm always about that. But it is the coffee talk drive-through, so we do need to take our our weather hats off. I and and I just want to talk to you about you. Um, that's kind of the fun of what we do on Fridays, and I know that you've you've been on coffee talk before, but. Let's learn about Tony Minolfi. So, how did you get interested in weather? Let's just start there. Uh, so, not to date myself here, but oh boy, uh, there was a very, very large snowstorm, otherwise known as a blizzard, growing up on Long Island. That uh, uh, you know, I experienced thunder, snow, and and you know the, the the wind and everything that comes with a blizzard. And I was five years old when that when that really basically shaped my my ways, my future, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Yeah. So I, I knew at a very young age, as, as most, I think, meteorologists do, uh, that they want to be in the weather. They don't know what track, obviously, right. they're going to take. But, uh, yeah, I knew at a, at a young age I was going to be doing something with weather. Just didn't know it was going to land me TV until, uh, you know, I did that internship at the Weather Channel. And uh, guys like Jim Cantori, Keith Westerwich, Mark Mancuso uh, got me in the studio and said, hey, you're going to give this a shot on your summer internship. And as soon as I did, I'm like, I can do this. Yeah. So, well, I don't know that you can do it. You're doing it. I just don't know that you can do it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So uh, people hey, are wondering. I'm up this early, so you better be nice to me. Uh, people are asking, which blizzard was it that you were referring to? My brother's wondering if it's the blizzard of 1812. Uh, or De Debbie and Annie are asking if it's the storm of 78. That's it. That's it. How funny. One. All right, so so you knew at a young age you wanted to do weather. You ended up so so you ended up going through school and doing that, and then you ended up as as an intern at the Weather Channel. You said so. I always make fun of you on Coffee Talk about how we have so many graphics, <laughs> and, and, but at the end of the day, 
I also always make fun of you because having so many graphics, we have everything we need all the time. And I, I, I would imagine that you picked that idea up in the glory days of the Weather Channel. Yeah, I, I would say, you know, look, I, I can remember setting up some of the shows for the on-camera meteorologist. And I was always amazed at the library of graphics that were at my disposal. And, you know, I knew that, you know, when I got into TV, I was going to replicate that. Yeah. You know, and, and it's funny. You do make fun of me. But how many times has a graphic been in there that you're like, oh, man, we got this. Yeah. And it saves you time. You know, and, it, and, and when you're active weather going on. It doesn't save this, time. It saves your tush is what it does. I'm being kind. Yeah. <laughs> so and we have, a, we have I think, a, a really good library at, at West now. Yeah. Every season, every type of event, and we're always looking to, especially you, being the graphics monger that you are. <laughs> that's putting your, it nicely. Your attention, let's, well, let's make it look better. I mean, that's that's what you do. I'm like the idea guy. You're like, the, okay, let's take this and see if we can shiny it up, brighten it up, and, or whatever we're going to do with it. Well, and that goes back. So let me just share, and I, I feel like I've said this before, but I started, I, I grew up here in Central Florida. I wanted to get into television, and as soon as I got into our company, Hearst, I was in West Palm, I connected with Tony because I basically said, I want I want to work with you, and Tony was always, A, Tony was always talking just, how are things going, you know, and, and but B, Tony and I were working together, before I even showed up on TV at WESH, Tony and I were building graphics, and it was in that moment when Tony would show up on a Saturday morning when I was, you know... Uh, eventually, when I started doing weekends, filling in back when, before they even hired Malachi, um, you would show up after the morning show, and you and I would build graphics together. And it's so true. You're the idea guy, and I was, I was always amazed at how you thought these things happened very quickly. You were like, "All right, I got. We're gonna do this, 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 and this." And I'm like, "Holy crap, that's gonna take a month." <laughs> well, you know, like like I said. It, for me, it was all ingrained in me, you know, in my days at the Weather Channel. Yeah, yeah. and I, there, you know, there were there were forecasters there that you know they they weren't on air folks. They were the guys that produced the shows or the graphics for the shows. Uh, the on-camera meteorologists back then, what they would do is pick and choose the graphics they wanted. Right. And at the end of the day, if it wasn't there, the the meteorologist on-air camera guy or gal would say, "Hey, can we make this?" and and so that's where that whole thing uh, uh, was born, and and I'm like, all right, that's that's the winning recipe to yeah. have a good go on a nightly basis. I uh, think it helps us. I really, and I'm not just saying this to to fluff your hair. I really do believe that. Well, look, you, you know this, and you've been doing it long enough. The, the time and preparation that you put into it goes a long way, and, and that's that's the bottom. It doesn't make a difference what you do, whether you're you know, a doctor, uh, you know, a biochemist. I mean, you, you know, you have to take the time to know your trade and, and to make it look good and sound good, uh, especially what we do. So, yeah, uh, I, I, I would agree. So, all right. So you, you're at the weather channel. You then need to move on and get a big boy job. What do you do? Yeah. Well, I moved on. Uh, I took a massive pay cut. Uh, because I moved up to Clarksburg, West Virginia for like literally four months. They, I didn't even have to sign a contract. Oh, wow. Uh, so my starting salary as a, as a, as a TV uh, chief, I, have always, I was always a chief, by the way. 
until I came here. Kids rubbing it in. Kids rubbing it in. I've been in TV. Go ahead. I'm explaining to you my bad. Uh, so I took a cheap position in Clarksburg, West Virginia, for four months. And my salary was $14,500. So for everybody so, that thinks that it's all glorious, like, oh, lest yeah. you yeah, believe my, that. When, you know, my daughter just got her first job and, and she's making like three times the amount I was making. Yeah. When I started out. So it's, it's, and I explained that to her and she's like, how did you live? You know, I said, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, baby. Yeah. Peanut butter and jelly ramen. But it, but it also goes to the fact that, you know, paying your dues, it's the truth in every single business. There's a version of that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And look, how many, how many times have we had interns at WESH that we've kind of mentored and now that have moved on and doing well, whether they're within Hearst or, you know, other television stations outside the Hearst Corporation. And that, that says a lot about what we do. You know, we're, you know, we're paying it forward because I know you've done some internships in the past as well. And, uh, yeah, you, you got to learn and uh, you got to pass it on. So it's true. You and I, you and I aren't going to be on TV forever. We're going to try. <laughs> so, so you, you take that, you take that job and then you parlay that into your second job. Also a chief. Yeah. So, so I moved down, uh, uh, interstate, uh, uh, 70, 79, excuse me, uh, from Clarksburg to Charleston, West Virginia, yep. uh, where I was there for nine years. It was a duopoly, meaning there was two television stations. It was a, it was an ABC affiliate and a Fox affiliate, WCHS and WBAH. It was also where I met my wife, Jane Ann, uh, her hometown, Charleston, West Virginia. So, uh, yeah, that's a, that was a memorable stop. That's funny. So you picked her up in in the business. We call it picking up a local (laughs) (laughs) and you're there for a while. What brings you to Orlando? Tell everybody, I'm sure everybody remembers you showing up in the morning with the, with the pinstripe suits and the big old pocket squares, but go ahead. Uh, Well, it was a combination of a couple things. So Jane Ann was an HR uh, in, in, for AT&T back in West Virginia, and they basically outsourced all of that overseas. And she's like, all right, uh, I don't want to work anymore. Let's raise the kids and let's go somewhere warm. So literally two weeks later, I got a call from Ed Trosky, who at the time was the news director uh, here at at WESH. And uh, he said, we'd like to fly you down. We've got an opening. and, and he says, we're not sure, you know, which position it's going to be. Uh, it could be mornings. It could be the chief. At the time, Dave Marsh was the chief, and they weren't sure if he was ready to retire or, or, or what. So they said, just come on down. Let's, let's see what you got, what, what you're about. So I took the interview, came down, apparently did pretty well. They offered me the job, which was mornings. Uh, and, you know, obviously the year before that, we had uh, – Pretty bad hurricane season, so we were looking to make a, a couple of changes right after 04 because I started in 05. And then uh, came on board. Uh, I was supposed to start on my birthday, June the 3rd. It was a tropical storm in May on the 27th. My executive producer at the time says, All right, you're foregoing training and you're going on the air a couple of days to get down here. God. I love TV. Anyway, it worked out pretty well. And then you know, obviously the next big event 
uh, here at Wesh got me promoted to the chief. And that was the, uh, the Groundhog Day tornado outbreak. So yeah, I uh, can't believe it's coming up on 18 years, Eric. Dude, it's, it's, it's wild. Yeah. My kids have grown up here. Yeah. In one TV, that's, you know, it's pretty lucky, pretty it, fortunate. It's true. Yeah. I mean, you've raised your family in Central Florida. Um, Jane Ann got the opportunity to go someplace warm. And how did she handle the move? I mean, that's a pretty big culture shock because she's from West Virginia, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it took her time. It takes time for someone who's only lived in one location to to adjust to make a whole new set of friends and you know find your doctors do all that stuff that we that we normally do but she loves it yeah you know she's very very happy look how many people can say okay i'm gonna head 45 miles to be at the beach or hey i'm gonna head 45 miles to jump on a cruise uh where we're you know or, or season uh you know passes to the attractions you know right disney so yeah there's there's a lot to like here there's, there's a lot to like. What was there to do? This is going to sound very silly, but like I'm a, I'm a Florida guy. So I'm like Jane Ann, but the opposite, right? Like I'm a Florida guy. I only ever lived here. Yeah. What do you do for fun in West Virginia? God's honest truth and not trying to make fun of West Virginia. So it's it's an outdoorsy state. So there's a lot of whitewater rafting. Uh, hiking, you know, I'd imagine. Yeah, hiking, uh, mountain biking. In the winter, there's wonderful ski resorts. Yeah. You know, you got shoe, you got Canaan. Uh, you know, you got, you got a couple others. So those, those are the biggies, but you don't have the attractions. You don't have, right. There, there's more to do down here. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. So, yeah. A lot of people are joking, not joking, but chiming in about their first jobs. Like Rita says, it sounds like my first job as a hostess waitress. I made a dollar seven an hour plus tips. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that's a great analogy. So Audra says, I remember making five fifteen an hour in college. I think I so I was running my very my very first job in TV. It was out of it wasn't on camera. It was running cameras, running cameras in the studio at another TV station. And I want to say I made like five fifty an hour. And then when I started directing newscasts, Tony, you know what they gave me a raise to? Uh, I I have no idea. Seven bucks, seven bucks an hour. Well, you beat me. I think I was at. 318 or 321 or something like that. Yeah, but you're talking a 50-year difference. Hey. I'm so just, can I get a bark from, from you on that I'm one? Just, I'm just teasing. Um, all right, so questions for Tony, by the way. First oh, oh. one comes from Anne-Marie. Tony, do you ever go back to Long Island? I, you know, it's I do. I try to get there every couple of years. You know, uh, I've got my dad down here now. So, uh, you know, the folks that are up north, or not immediate family, they're more the relatives. So it's not as frequent, uh, but but my family loves, absolutely loves going to uh, the city in Long Island. Uh, they like uh, West Hampton, the beaches out there, and right. and places like that. So yeah, I where on more. Long Island did you grow up? So it's the North Shore, Suffolk County. Uh, the town is Smithtown. Um, you know, we I grew up going to. Uh, uh, Long Beach and Little Africa on the North Shore, and if we wanted a little more wave action, we would head to the South Side. We'd yeah. go down to uh, Smiths Point or or Lido Beach and and uh, uh, or the Hamptons. But the Hamptons were very private, very pricey. Uh, yeah. You knew- so and and this is this is not me trying to push you out or anything because you 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 know. But like, have you ever has it ever been? 
maybe before you got to WESH or before you became the chief at WESH, was it ever your desire to go back to New York and do TV? Was that ever on your plate or, or desire? Uh, you know, having grown up in Manhattan or outside of Manhattan and knowing what the quality of life is, cost of living, and, and assessing all those parameters, uh, you know, you, you never say never. Yeah. Uh, but, but, you know, the reality is, is you got to make a lot of money uh, to live comfortably, to work up there. True. And you know, those don't come every day. Yeah. Uh, although uh, one opportunity did come up. Uh, but, you know, the family uh, likes the warmer weather, the beaches, and, um, you know, we, uh, you know, elected to stay. So I, I, I think you and I can both agree on that, on that chapter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, Mickey's asking, has Tony ever been storm chasing? I have. So when I worked at the Weather Channel, uh, a group of folks would go out about about this time of the year, maybe maybe a little bit later, uh, April, and head to Texas and Oklahoma, and, and you know go out there along the dry line, which would set up, you know, uh, between Lubbock and Amarillo, yeah, and try to chase storms. And I can remember most of the time you're not going to see anything. You're going to travel a lot, and it's going to be tiring. Uh, but I, I do remember one event uh, where we were on the uh, Oklahoma-Texas border, and there were two tornadoes uh, at one time uh, in the That's area cool. that we were able to see from a, from a very far away distance. Yeah. When you're, when you're chasing storms, still get out of there. Uh, when you're chasing storms, you know, you always want to be on the, uh, the back side. You, you, know, you want the storm to be ahead of you, not, not to the west of you. And you yeah. Gotta, Got to really be careful. With yeah. Stuff. Bruce says the Smithtown Bull is that is that a, is that a thing? It's a thing. It's still there. In fact, so uh, I was born at the hospital, St. John's Hospital, not too far from the from the bull there. That's over towards Smithtown West. Okay. Yeah. That's funny. All right. Uh, so let's see here. Debbie says every Long Islander knows all those places. So I think you just developed. A, if nothing else, you developed like a little street cred, right? Like. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, Nicole says, Tony isn't yawning yet. Does he even sleep? No, Tony plugs in at night. He's a computer. I, you know, it's funny. I, they tease me uh, in the evening because I'm always coming on right after I have my dinner and after I've been going and going and going. So I do yawn. I yawn yeah, right. I, I'm not yawning this time of the day. I'm That's funny. By, by I, I didn't even think because I... I watched you doing your Facebook Lives when it first started and then I had kids. And so it's like, then it's, I'm, I'm completely tied up. Yep. But... For when I fill in for you, I build in like I don't go Facebook Live until like nine PM so that I can have time to like re-energize after meal. So you go right at eight. So you- yeah, I don't, yeah, I'm just it's go. But you know what? The nice thing about that, even though I'm yawning, is is it really makes the day or the, the night go by really fast. It's so true. Thirty minutes in your. When I do the morning show, Tony, and it's yeah. like four thirty a.m. to ten a.m. and right sandwiched oh. in there at eight is coffee talk. Yeah, that's that's a lot. But it helps for me, don't tell the bosses I said this, but it helps me because it's like it, 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 I'll blink and all of it will almost be over at the same time. It's a lot more work, but it makes it go quicker. I I 100% agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. So Brian's asking, how much did watching Wesh 2 legend Dave Marsh on TV inspire you guys to becoming meteorologists? I know Dave was a huge part of a lot of things. I mean, I... I, I could just say, for me, he was one of the guys I grew up watching. But for you, Tony, 
you weren't local, so it's not like you even had the chance to watch until you got here. You know, and that, and I'll say this, and I, I think when you replace someone who's been at a station for that long, I, I'm glad I didn't know him. Yeah. Because I'm being myself, doing my thing, not worried about trying to, you know, you know, do what Dave did for so many years here. Right. And, and, and I, I, he was his own personality, his own style, did his thing his own way. And uh, me not knowing a lot about him until I came down here and met him uh, was probably the best thing that, that could have happened to yeah. me. Uh, and I mean that in a, in, a, in a good way because a lot of times when you, you know, think about it. If you're trying to replace an Al Roker, right. you know, he's like he would, he would be the Al Roker of Central Florida. Right. That, that would put a lot of pressure on you. Well, and, and I think that, you know, I always, I always say, like, I'm not saying this just to, like, you know, massage your shoulders here, right? But, like, I think that it takes a certain kind of person to replace an icon like that, you know? Like, you, whether or not it's beca- because of you not being aware until you got here, whatever the case may be, like, <laughs> a lesser man would have folded, right? Like, like to, to joke around, but, like, you know, it... You can't replace an icon easily. You have to pick the right person. And and you didn't make that decision. Certainly, I didn't make that. Like, the person that made you chief had a really difficult job, our news director at the time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, you know, I, I, I think, and I think this applies to you, too. I think everything you said is correct. But I just think that you and I are, I don't want to say the word, we have strong personalities, but we have strong dedication yeah. to what we do, yeah. and I think we would have we would have been good, even if we would have known him, just because of our work ethic sure. and, and yeah. What we, but but not everybody's like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I mean it's 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 true. Case in point, neither one of us are at work right now, yet here we are doing our thing. And and somebody mentioned this earlier, and I'm going to brag on Tony for a second, and I do this whether or not you're here. Um, <laughs> Doesn't matter if doesn't matter if Tony's got a work day or a non-work day. Doesn't matter if he's on shift or not on shift. Tony's dedication to the weather is is through and through, no matter the time of day. And yes, we're doing coffee talk together, and none of us are at work right now. But like, if there's real weather coming along, and I I truly think that your influence of that really impacted me. And I'm not just saying this because I've said this to you in private many times as well. Well, and I, I, I thank you for saying that, but I, I, look, you and I are very much the same when it comes to that. you you know, you have a lot of, uh, love for what you do, a lot of respect for our community, knowing when it's important to be there for them. And look, our viewers are smart. They know who they can depend on. They know who they're going to get a good forecast from. And that, that's how you, you know, you win over your audience. Yeah. I mean, you got to prove to them uh, that on a normal day, hey, you're a, an engaging person, that you're, I, I like watching this person. On active weather days, you know, that, you know, you could be trusted and they're going to come to look for your forecast because they, you know, they trust you. And, 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 you know, you go through a couple of hurricanes, a couple of severe weather outbreaks, you're battle tested and people know what they have. Yeah. Uh, and, but then, you know, that's that's one way to look at it. But then internally, and folks at home don't realize this, every time there's a managerial change, we got to do this again with the new manager. Right. Prove to them that, you know, we're worth our salt. Uh, 
and smart managers know that if someone's been here for a long time, they probably have someone who's pretty good. Yeah. But you still, you still have to prove your worth. It's true. New news director or GM. It's no, it's 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 absolutely true. It it really, <laughs> yes, all of the yes. Um, Mandy's asking Tony, what has been your most memorable weather coverage moment? That's an interesting question. Well, we've had so many, right? Uh, the one that stands out for me, maybe it's because I, well, the one that stands out for me, I'm going to go with the Groundhog Day, Tony. Yeah, sure. And, and you know, but although I got to tell you what, you know, Ian and Nicole last year, that's yeah. uh, that, that's a close second, if not tied. Uh, yeah. But I'll, I'll, I, you know. When you go through a severe weather event and at night and you're looking at the radar and the radar's way better now than it was back then. Yeah, right. You you see these signatures and you're like, Oh no, this is not good. You can't and you can't say it on the air. Yeah. You know, you gotta you, you know you don't wanna panic people, you know, you, but you gotta at the same time be calm and reassuring and just say, Hey, look, this is not a good situation. I need you to to A get out of this area or B get downstairs somewhere safe. Yeah. I will never, ever forget that morning when first light came. Sure. And we started getting reports of the fatalities. And then, then you know, we started seeing the damage, the pictures, and these homes that were mangled and yeah. destroyed. It, it, it's just, it breaks your heart. Yeah. Uh, same thing with the flooding rains uh, from, you know, Ian. Or right. Or the, the along the coast. We had the drone and the chopper up there. It was just like. It's just like on and on and on. It's like, man. And you were over there that night. I was up in the chopper the next morning, and it was it was like jaw-dropping, blow you away. Yeah, just think about it. In one instance, your whole life savings, right. gone. Right. Because it's, it's, it's not like, you know, even, even, you know, even if you didn't live right at the beach, like how many people across the entire metro got flooded I mean, literally right down the street from me in UCF, all those really? students. Yeah. That's Roush Road. Econ Lahatchie over flooding, uh, having to be, you know, rebuilt the, the, the road over there. I it's mean, wild, it was, yeah. Hope I never see that again. Kay Cannon says, uh, Batman and Robin. I've always believed it. I've, I've, I've always, and I've said to the boss, I have no problems being the Robin to Tony's Batman 100% of the time. I've, I'll, I've always said that years yeah. and years and years through my 20s. My 30s and in a couple of years into my 40s, I'll say that. As long as you stick around, that's all. Don't go retiring anytime soon, okay? Next month. What? <laughs> Do you have something to say right now? Well, no. well, you, you know, look, you, you keep reminding me that I was around uh, back in the dark ages. Yeah, but that's my love language. It's an abusive... When, when Moses was with the tablets. We have these 15... Ten commandments. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So Mickey's asking, "What does Tony think of the LRC? What are his thoughts?" To me, the proof is in the pudding. Tony, how did how did that how did I sell you on that? That's an interesting question. So, you know, there's a, a gentleman I used to work with. His name is Declan Cannon uh, at the Weather Channel, and he was doing that when I was at the Weather Channel in the '90s, and he was also using teleconnection. So I, I knew I knew it was around, uh, and you know, he had showed it to me. And, and uh, you know, explain how it worked and what he was doing. You know, then I kind of moved on, and and then here I am, a, you know, a decade or two later, and all of a sudden you bring it up. I'm like, oh yeah, look at that. Yeah. Uh, and it's interesting watching you learn and, and, and collaborate with other Hearst Mets, and you guys, 
you know, comparing your notes and, you know, so it's, I, I'm glad, I'm glad we're doing it. And I, and I you know, I, I think it works. Yeah. You know, I'm, it may not be uh, as accurate as a seven day forecast, but I, I think it's, uh, you know, I, I, I'm a fan of it. I think as long as you understand, you know, like my thing is some people are like, oh, well, it's not perfect. And neither is the seven day forecast. Neither is today's forecast. But as long as you understand maybe the broader strokes of things, you know, I, I think that that's, I think that that's the important takeaway is that, um, <clears throat> was it a productive walk, by the way? Did Stella do her business? Oh, yeah, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just looking at some of these other... Kelly, oh, producer Kelly's asking, have you two started a podcast yet? That's something I'd listen to. Actually, that's a cool idea, Kelly. I don't, I don't hate that. I don't hate that at all. What, what, what would we call it? What you got? You get, are you getting any names from? I, I could tell you, up? it's Fair Weather Friends. Fair Weather Friends. Right. Okay. <laughs> that's stupid. <laughs> oh man. Uh, let's see here. Chris Pierce has said Tony has now walked to Jacksonville. No, not now. Tony's in his in his backyard oasis. Oh yeah, yeah. So there's there's the pool right there. Uh, my wife put out all of her uh, um, her tomatoes and everything like that. And then I cringed last night, Eric, when I saw that extended yep deep freeze forecast. Here, so while we're talking about it, this is I'll just pop it up. Yeah. This is the raw GFS. Okay, look, look in here. 74 for a high, right in there. March 14th, the GFS is saying 67 for a high, 48 for a low. Like, what's going on here? And what is the, uh, what is, what is the uh, uh, blended model doing, MBM? Oh, hold on a second. Making me, I'm not working. I shouldn't have to work. You're working, pal. Ah, dang it. There you go. So 60, high of 65 on the 11th. And 46. Yep. Oh, uh, you know what? That's Anthony's cruise weekend. Shut up. No. <laughs> He's going to be wearing a parka instead of a bikini. Oh, my God. Is he, is he dating anybody? Uh, no, he's... Uh... He's free. Oh, so he's not even going to be able to see anybody out there if you know, you know, like, no, no. Senior. He's got, he's got other ideas, 18 year old ideas, if you know what I mean. Hey, you got to do what you got to do. Listen, oh man, that's his cruise. That's, that's sad. That's sad. All right. Uh, what about coffee? Rita's asking, what's your go-to coffee? Uh, you know, I'm not a big a coffee drinker as you, but I'll drink it. Um, so I like Costa Rican coffee. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So somebody got me onto that. Uh, one of our viewers, in fact. Okay. Sent, sent me a bag of Costa Rican coffee. And, I, you know, I was a little hesitant first. But then my wife, I brought the, the grounds home and everything like that. And yeah. I walked downstairs like, my God, what is that smell? She says, that's the coffee you brought home. I'm like, give me a cup of that. Hey. Uh, it, had a little, it has got a little zip. It's not that, a, that's okay. Not an espresso, but it's got some. It's got some pep. It'll put hair on your chest. Yeah, exactly. Got it. Yeah. Got it. I like it. Look at. Oh my God, puppy. He's looking for squirrels. So, yeah. Wow. Um. All right. Let's see. What What's the most interesting thing nobody here knows about you? Uh it's. 
Well, I, I, you know, I'm a huge traveler. I love to travel. I like to, to go places, new places. And um, so this summer we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do the European thing and hit hit some countries we've never been to because because I can. Because you uh, can. Why not? Right. You're young well, enough. And the other thing is, yeah, right. That was gonna be my next point. I'm, you know, do I do it when I'm 65 and retired and I'm a little bit slower and older and a little more crickety? No. no we're doing now while I can. And while the kids are still at home. Yeah. Because, you know, they're getting older and they're going to want to move out here and do their own thing here soon. And you never know when it's going to be the last family trip, right? That, listen, I, if I'd have known at the time that my last family trip was the last family trip, I think I would have handled it differently, right? I wouldn't have been right. such a pain in the butt teenager to my parents. Well, that's what we do when we're that young. It's true. It's true. All right, last question, and then I'm going to let you go be, uh, be one with yourself until you have to go out. And work. Um, favorite movie of all time, Wendy's asking. Uh, wow, it's a couple. Uh, so top three are going to be Rocky, Rudy, and... I don't know, I kind of like the original Bruce Willis uh, movie. I'm an action guy. The The original Bruce Willis movie? Oh, the one that is Christmas, you know. Die Hard? Die Hard, thank you, oh yeah. You know the one that's a Christmas movie. You just start. You just stirred up the whole pot because I feel like everybody's so. You knew the movie. See, I gave you. It's like it's like clues and boom. There you are. Eric. Boom. This is this is you and me for like twenty years at this point. That's you and me in the weather center every day. Every day, every single day. Okay, Debbie says no. Eric, ask about yak yakutisik. Yeah. Oh, oh, all right. So every night we fly around the globe. Okay become a thing now where people are trying to guess how cold it is in Yakutsk. Yakutsk? Uh, That's how you say that? Yes, Yakutsk. Okay. Uh, and there's, it's actually, it's um, a quarter of a million people that live on the eastern Siberian permafrost. 235 million, Eric, live in this frozen tundra. 235,000. Yeah, 235, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little early for me. I haven't had my Costa Rican coffee yet. Anyway, so the coldest temperature that we've seen thus far this winter is, is minus 69. And yesterday was minus 39. Nope. Can you imagine people living there? No. Nope. Like, yeah. So Do they live like together for warmth? It's a city. No, it's a, it's a, it's a metropolitan city. Uh, over About a quarter of a million people live there in Siberia. So, that sounds terrible. Yeah. Well, that sounds terrible. Yeah. All right. Go so, get. I'm hoping someday to report live from Yakutsk. If you get the station to pay for it, listen. I don't think the Russians will let me in right now. No, that's our our friendliness with them right now is 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 not where it needs to be, unfortunately. Yeah, well, and to fly on an Aleutian airplane is a whole other thing as well. Okay, Tony Madolfi, everybody, hanging out on the Coffee Talk drive through. Thank you for having me, bud. Thank you, buddy. All right, we'll see you at some point later on. Not not today. I'm off, but I'll see you next week. I'll see you. Thank you, buddy, for hanging out. All right, bye. Tony Minolfi, everybody. He's my putz. I love that guy. All right. So it's a hot day. We know about it. Tony's going to be live from the Arnold Palmer Invitational later on today. And uh, we'll be reporting live on the heat, the humidity, and the fun. Good times. All right, listen. Be the sunshine at someone else's day. Thank you so much for hanging out for Coffee Talk. I will see you guys and gals at 3.30 for the afternoon update and then tomorrow morning on West 2 News Sunrise. Thank you so much for hanging out. Take care, y'all. Bye.